everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave and Joe from South Florida as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line on the heels of uh, Seminole Hard Rock's WPT event, the showdown. I went last Tuesday. Uh, last Monday we did the show. The next day I went and spent several hours over there. Uh, a lot of people to talk to. Got some good interviews. And we'll let you know who made the final table in that main event, which will be played on May the 30th. First time that... Uh, they haven't immediately played it right afterwards, so a little bit different feeling there. Um, talk to some of the people about why they do that, Matt Savage and a few other people. And, of course, the, the obvious reason is the setup of TV equipment. Uh, if you can do the three in the same place, uh, three yeah. different tournaments, and, and just set up one time for three straight days, it saves you a lot of money of moving that stuff all over the country, paying a lot of people. Uh, for travel and that sort of thing. I mean, it's incredible saving some money, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, but they also have to take care of these people and get them to Vegas now, too, Yeah, right? there's a little but bit of money. But that's a lot less money. Exactly. But uh, the players, uh, the couple that I talked to, were mostly kind of wishing they could finish right then, although they did spend a lot of time at that uh, final table that last day. But they could have gone home, gone to bed uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock or wherever they're staying here in South Florida, got up the next day and played it starting at noon and played to a conclusion. Uh, so, you know, there, there's there's stories on both sides, but the interesting thing a lot of people mentioned was, you know, uh, I can't get my friends and everybody here to watch uh, on the spur of the moment, not knowing if I was going to make the final table, and then now they have a month to prepare for that and get a big crowd out there. So uh, we'll hear from a couple of the final table players uh, Maria Ho made the final table, which uh, was fun to get a chance to talk to her for the third or fourth time on the show. And she did remember me, and it was nice to uh, have another chat with her and pretty un- interesting conversation. Also, Eric Afriot, we'll hear from him as well. He also made the final table. He is from Montreal and won this exact tournament in 2014. And I had talked to him after that sh- uh, that uh, win. Uh, has a lot of relatives down here in South Florida, a lot of friends, came down for Passover uh, the same way he did in 2014 because it fell exactly right at the time over the tournament. So uh, he is from Montreal. In fact, there's two players at the final table from Montreal, two players from South Florida, and then Maria lives in Los Angeles, and uh, James Carroll, the chip leader, uh, lives in Vegas. Well, it's funny that they complained, but they knew this going into the tournament that this would happen if they made the final yeah, table. Absolutely. So, you know, I always find that to be funny when you, when you enter a tournament, you, your goal is to win it and make that final table. So don't you, you can't complain if you if you get that goal and and, and they're telling you, oh well, the you know the final table's in Vegas. So uh, I want to get to a little rundown of that because. You know, when it comes around in a month, people kind of forget who made that final table. So we'll give you all the information on that. There were 28 uh, trophies handed out, uh, $3 million prize pool in the main event, which uh, went to like $4.4 million, uh, wow. by the time they got everybody in. But uh, So they will be playing May 30th at the HyperX Esports Arena in Las Vegas at the Luxor Hotel. And James Carroll will be leading the way. Uh, James uh, has one WSOP bracelet 
to his credit, he's also has uh, won one uh, uh, WPT event. So he is uh, he is a veteran, and he'll be going in with chip lead. And we'll talk about all those numbers and everything. But I did want to mention uh, some of the other earlier events. When I got there, they were just finishing up the uh, the, the 25k high roller, and they were down to like three players at the time: uh, Aaron Mermelstein, Alex Foxen, and uh, Joe McKeon uh, were playing. James Calderaro had just been knocked out, but a lot of big names played in this event. Brandon Adams, a local down here in South Florida, big name uh, high roller player. Uh, Neil Farrell from uh, the UK, Shannon Shore all made the final table. But uh, there was only uh, a limited number of uh, people paid out in this one. I guess uh, there was 99 players for this 25K, which wow. last week I had mentioned 88 was the number, and they added a few more along the way. But that's a great turnout that for a high a roller. That is a tremendous turnout. That's, yeah. We've seen numbers drop over the last few years, you know, from, from the very beginning, and that's very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, McKeon got knocked out in third place, holding uh, king-queen offsuit. He ran into Foxen's pocket aces, as yeah. usually <laughs> those kind of things happen. Uh, McKeon did get a king on the on the flop, but could not add another to uh, king or queen there. Up. Yep. And uh, Mermelstein had a slight lead had going into heads-up play against Foxen, but went all the way up by 3-1 to one at one time when the, the final hand finished up. Um, this is always a dream flop. Uh, Foxen had Jack-10 offsuit, raised to 350000 from the button. Mermelstein called with pocket tens, oh. which is always great because you're just totally dominating the other player because, yeah. you know, and that's exactly what happened. The flop came with a 10, 10, 9, 4, uh, two clubs. Neither had a club. And uh, Mermelstein checked. Foxen bet 450. 450,000. Mermelstein uh, raised him all in, and Foxen called for his last 2.1 million. So he's th- feeling pretty good about the flop, but he made a pair, not knowing. Top pair. He made top pair. Not knowing that uh, Mermelstein uh, flop trips. Had flop trips, yep. Uh, there was an ace on the turn, uh, but th- so that left him drawing dead, and there was a meaningless oh. three. So uh, Mermelstein, who lives here part time in South Florida, uh, took home 618000 for that, and Alex Foxen 545000 for second place. McKeon won just over 300000 So, Well, you just reminded me of one of, one of my m- most fondest memories of playing poker was me holding Jack-10 and my opponent holding pocket-10s, just the same scenario, but the flop came. Jack, Jack, 10. Oh, wow. So I had him. A terrible beat for him. It it was horrendous. He thought he had, yeah, he figured he had me, you know, when we kept going back and forth, and he figured I had the Jack, and he didn't know he was drawing completely dead because I had his other 10, so he couldn't beat me. Absolutely. Uh, Some of the earlier events, we talked about a few of them last week. There was actually three women that won uh, the one trophies here. One was for the ladies' event. That was Kathy Josie. She won the $250 ladies' buy-in event. And then Lisa Teabaggy uh, took a $150 big stack tournament, and uh, Patricia Bedford was uh, the 360 black chick bounty winner. So uh, three women won events. Uh, Super High Roller won by Elio Fox. Uh, Let's see. uh, Interesting people that uh, won some events. The $2,200 PLO was won by Philip Wee, and the... 
gentleman who won two tournaments. So it was someone who has had some success down here before, Brian Altman. He's from uh, Massachusetts. He won two events, an $1,100 six max, and also the 1650 purple chip bounty. So he won a total in those two events of about eighty-five, eighty-six thousand. So pretty nice. Not to mention how, how many bounties he might have collected. Yeah, exactly. Because right? exactly. those are five hundred dollar bounties. And we also mentioned Rich Alotti, who was the one who uh, won that uh, prop bet, that bathroom thirty-day pe- oh, bathroom yeah, prop bet. Yeah. Uh, when the other guy pulled out after, uh, well, that's probably not a good phrase, but uh, <laughs> twenty, <laughs> twenty after twenty days, they they, they settled out of it. But uh, that that that's his one claim to fame. He did win a trophy here for one hundred seven thousand. So he's obviously. Obviously, a good poker player, too. Anyway, those are the main names that you might recognize. Uh, I, I did want to talk about some of the players. Uh, James Carroll will have the chip lead going into the final day with uh, 18 million chips. Uh, that, will again, will be on May 30th. He uh, he won his first bracelet last summer at the WSOP, and uh, he's done very well in uh, his play. He won the, the, the Bay 101 Shooting Star in uh, 2014. So he's the chip leader. Then we'll uh let's hear from Maria Ho. She'll enter the final uh pl- day of play 16.65 million chips. So she's uh got 111 big blinds in great shape uh, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, for a player of her caliber. Yeah, and also I talked to her a little bit about her broadcasting career and winning the poker the um, Global Poker Award for Best Broadcaster. So she's having a, a great time and uh, got a chance to p- talk to her after she uh, signed all her papers and uh, bagged her chips. Here's what she had to say. Talking with Maria Ho, who that was kind of grueling, but you made the final table, and uh, that was obviously the goal for right now. But nobody understands the value of being on TV for your life and career and notoriety than you do because you're just coming off the broadcaster of the year for uh, the Global Poker Awards. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, obviously you want to win when you come in, but tell me about the final table, making that, going to Vegas at the end of May and being on TV again. Yeah, I feel like I spent now almost, I was writing on my sheet, 14 and a half years playing this game for a living, which is so crazy and also makes me feel kind of old, but making a final table of a major event like this never gets old. So I am so excited, and like you said, it was very grueling. It's been a grueling couple of days, but I'm just so thrilled that I was able to hang on. If you're old, you look great, I'll tell you that. Uh, Tell me about the Global Poker Award, how much that meant to you. I mean, obviously, there's some really talented people that you were up against, and you got that award. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it means so much to me because, as you said, everybody, not only on the short list of nominees, but the long list of nominees are so deserving. They're just broadcasters that some of them have been in the game longer than me. Some of them are, you know the marquee people when you think of poker broadcasting and even to be named alongside them of course was a tremendous honor and then to win it just felt so satisfying because of the time and the energy and the effort that I put into becoming a better broadcaster and you know hoping one day that I could be at that level and be on the same caliber as the other nominees. I remember all the years that Mike Sexton, if he played in a tournament and he was running deep, and all of a sudden, well, they might have to get a replacement for the broadcast. And I I don't know if that particularly applies in this case, but uh, obviously getting 
to the final table, winning tournaments, is more important than the broadcasting job, I would think. Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily more important, but I feel like me continuing to play poker and trying to stay at the top of the game helps me be a better broadcaster. So I would say, you know, one helps the other, and I enjoy both. But, of course, playing and being a poker player has my heart. What about this uh, tournament here? You obviously came in. I think you were second in chips maybe coming in, and you've been right near the top the whole time. And uh, when I talk about grueling, I know that I couldn't play with that kind of patience. But you really have to kind of lay back and look for your spots. uh, And you stayed right in the top five the whole time. Yeah. You know, I feel like now that I've been doing this for as long as I have, you just realize that there's always different stages to the tournament. You can't always be go, go, go. You can't always play every hand. And so you have to go with the ebb and flow. And sometimes you'll get cards. Sometimes you might have to take a spot. But either way, you just have to, like, take it as it comes, one hand at a time. And that's what I did, I feel like, throughout this whole tournament especially. Uh, Let me ask you about uh, being the female poker player at the table. And, I mean probably stinks to have to go back to that all the time for you because you know like Kristen said uh you know a few weeks ago i want to be one of the best players in the world not a best female player so uh that's really hardly not even a question for you at this point but you did go head to head with her just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago at a high roller out there in commerce and uh that's cool for people i mean you know people really appreciate that I can, of course, understand the appeal because there's not a lot of females in the game. But, you you know, of course, I am trying to be the best poker player that I can be. And I would compare myself all the time against other great players or players even better than me because that gives me something to strive for and gives me something more to achieve. So at the end of the day, that's what I'm here for. But I appreciate the love and the acknowledgement, and I understand why people would be interested in that type of situation. But, you know, when I sit down at the poker table, I don't see gender. So. What about your goals for the future now? Is it uh, obviously to keep improving as a broadcaster? And you really have done that and worked hard at it, I know. Uh, to, to win a uh, bracelet. Uh, what is your thoughts on uh, what to do? Get your name on the WPT trophy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for sure, one of my goals is to win a major tournament, whether it's a WSOP event, whether it's a WPT event. There's so many, you know, prestigious events that I've come somewhat close. You know, I got second in a WSOP event before, and I've just been shy of that one major win. So that's definitely one. And the other is, yes, I would love to continue to be in broadcasting for a long time to come. And that's very, very important to me. So I would love to continue to hone my skills and hopefully get more opportunities to do that. Okay, last question. This is a unique tournament in the fact that first time you're at Seminole Hard Rock that they don't play the final table here. And I certainly understand why they would want to combine these final tables because of the cost of setting up all the equipment and everything. So now May 30th will be the day where you'll go back home and you'll be out there to play the final table. Uh, Do you wish it was played to the end here tomorrow? Yeah, I would say I have mixed feelings. In some ways, I would love to come back tomorrow because I feel like I'm playing well. I feel like I have momentum on my side, and those things are important. But actually, it being in Vegas makes it easier for my family and friends to come, especially on the delay. Now they have to go and get time off. Right now, they have to go request it because, you know, we have some more time for them to come, and I would love to have their support. So, like I said, mixed feelings. But either way, it's going to be great. 
I would say you're going to pack that HyperX Arena out oh, there. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because, I mean, I live in L.A. It's super close. I have a ton of friends in Vegas, so they better all be there for with Maria Ho Science and T-shirts. Okay. Good luck out there. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Maria Ho, just a really sweet person uh, and very talented at more than one thing, obviously. She she really has uh, worked hard at the broadcasting and done a great job doing that. And And... One thing I was hoping you might have asked her was, because you've asked her, you know, and she said she was close to winning a WSOP event, was also, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't she been the last woman standing in the yeah, main event? Yeah, I didn't ask her about years? that because we've talked about that before, but uh, I think she's past that now. You know, instead of just being the top woman, she wants to be the last person standing. Right, right, but still, you know, that... You know that that that's a lot of attention that she gets, yeah, especially yeah, no since I believe she's done it twice, if I'm not mistaken, or very close to doing it twice. Well, we, you have a lot of people that uh, you know might get into the poker playing side of it after having a successful writing or broadcasting career. She's gone the other way, been a just a player, but a, a good player, and and t- turned that into a second career. So, even though she has a long way to go as far as her playing career. You know, something to fall back on if uh, she decides that she gets tired of that. I'll tell you what, I think the only thing actually just missing from her poker career, because she's had a lot of success, is is winning a major title. Right. And she's, as she mentioned that here in the interview, she's come close. Yeah. And I think that that's, I, I don't see what else is missing on her resume as a poker player, to be honest with well, you. Well, I really felt the people that were watching were really pulling for her, uh, obviously the WPT people were want to have a marquee player like that on the television show, and uh, she certainly fills that bill. And and I love when you asked her the question, would you prefer to, to come back tomorrow? And we've discussed this before when the November nine when that changed over there. Right, and right. and I always I always thought along the same line that you know as a poker player, once you kind of get into a zone and you get to that final table, and okay, we'll break it today because the final table should be the tomorrow. And that long wait, you know, obviously there's pros and cons both ways. But as a player, I, I would imagine most top pros would tell you, I want to continue because I, I feel like I'm in that zone and I'm seeing everything, you know, crystal clear. And they don't want to have that time off. But as she said, she's got a little edge in the sense that she could have a lot of her friends and family be there to root her on. Well. Uh, her and James Carroll, uh, obviously the big chip leaders by far. They they brought out these plaques, you know. They they, they I think when the big chip is like five hundred thousand or whatever, mm-hmm. they bring these out. I, actually, these are probably worth five hundred thousand. But um, eighteen million, eighteen point five million for Carroll, and uh, Maria has uh, sixteen point so six million. So she's in second so place. So she's second. Uh, he has one hundred twenty-four big blinds. She has one hundred and eleven. And currently in third is Ami Alabe, who is also from uh, Montreal. He has $8.1 million in yeah. third. Well, I can tell you right now that James and Maria don't want to hook up with each other unless unless one of them's holding pocket aces and the other one's holding pocket kings, yeah, exactly. you know, because it doesn't matter. If she beats him in an all-in, he's down to almost nothing. Right. You know, yeah, I exactly. know he's got Absolutely. the chip lead, but look at the difference between the guy in third place with $8 million, Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's... Uh, at that point, I know the one person has the lead, but Maria Ho is like right there on his tail, and uh, 
It's going to be for some interesting, interesting uh, action when they resume this May 30th. Alabay, by the way, his biggest cash ever is 72,000. So uh, he has just under half a million in career earnings, while Maria has, I think, 3.7 million. In and what's the prize? Did, did they break down First the prize? First prize, I think, is seven, no, seven fifteen maybe. Okay, so just under a couple of hundred, you know, about three quarters of a million almost. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, seven hundred fifteen thousand, and also the fifteen thousand dollar seat in the uh, tournament of champions. So, uh, nice prizes on the line. Anyway, let's take our first break in the show. When we come back, we'll hear from the fourth place uh, uh, in chips, fourth place player in chips, uh, Eric Afriat, who has won this tournament as I mentioned before, and then the two South Floridians uh, bring up the smaller stacks. Uh, we don't. You're not going to hear from them, but uh, you will. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit about them when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be right back after these messages on the show. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the program. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. Uh, spent uh, several hours there last Tuesday as they finished things up. Uh, you know, normally I'll go in for the uh, the final table, but it's not here. So, you know, they played front. <laughs> when I got there, um, there were, I think, 15 players left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, started the day with 18, and they played all the way down to six. So, uh uh, got a chance to see a bunch of action out there. Uh, currently in fourth place, Eric Afriat, who uh, won this tournament, as I mentioned, back in 2014. He also won the uh, Borgata Winter Open main event last year for 651000 49 years old from Montreal. And I got a chance to uh, talk with him. He works in the clothing and 
import and export business. Also does some uh, clothing design. And uh, nice guy. Uh, very interesting. Here's what he had to say when I talked to him uh, last Tuesday. Talking with Eric Afriat, uh, who Montreal, has Canada. from Montreal, right? But you have won this tournament here before, so you yes. have a little bit of history here. I know you came down and talked about then. You came down for Passover and visit with family, and uh, so obviously you get to do that again. And now with the thrill of knowing that you're going to play the final table out in Vegas. Exactly. Those dates. It's those dates. It's exactly today. We're the 16th Perfect. of April, 2019. I won the 16th of April, 2014. So when the tournament started, before the tournament started, I told my wife, something's weird. It falls exactly on the date that I won. Yeah. This time before Passover, because I had that was Passover. So I said, something's going to happen. So I bought in once. Everything was cool. I just maintained myself, just moved along, moved along, moved along, and look, I just ended up on the final table. It was just incredible. This was a tougher time for you to get there to that final yes, table. I, I mean, you were the, one of the short stacks for quite a bit of the day. Quite a bit uh, of the whole tournament. You, you made the, uh, the big hands when you needed to. Tell me about uh, the patience that you were able to oh, exercise. Right, the, the patience is the worst thing. I, uh, I'm not known as a patient guy. <laughs> but I, got, I, I taught to be, uh, you know, I learned how to be a patient guy. But, uh, I'm not used, to, you know. I'm so used to losing all my great hands, and this time I sucked out twice. That's something I never, never do. I sucked out on, on two outs. I sucked out uh, kings against ten, ten on the river. It was like magic. And then I was all in. He has already a flush. I need a club on the river. I hit a, I caught from the Dusa club. Get the Dusa club. So I think uh, there was a special light on me today. Well, you're, you're a businessman also. You don't play f poker full-time, but uh, I don't know. Maybe things have changed over the years. But uh, uh, you come down here to Florida, and you always seem to do pretty well. You get a good vibe from this place down here? Sure, the vibe is amazing. I've, I've been in a slump for the last two, three years, but the vibe, I still have the same goosebumps when I come in every single, every single time I come in. And now I see the big, huge guitar, and I say to myself, I really want a million dollars in this place. <laughs> So that's why it's uh, it's the place is magical. And what about uh, well, you won at Borgata last year, uh, Winter Open, and uh, you know, so you've had some great success. Uh, do you feel like you just want to get out there and just uh, play poker full time, no, and that's it? Never, never. It's the hardest thing ever to do. You have to be you have to be made in metal. And I used to tell everyone, it's like if you want to play this game, you can't be sentimental. You got to forget after five minutes. You got to move on. You forget the tournaments, you move on. I've been in a worse slump the last six months, but I still kept striving, kept going, and I never changed my game. I said, my game works. I'm not going to change my game, even if I'm in a slump, and I'm still playing the same way. Do you wish that you were going to the hotel tonight, getting up tomorrow and playing the final table tomorrow, or is this better because you can have friends come out there and see you, have a nice rail there, and uh, plan ahead? You know what? It would have been... It would have been better if I would have loved to play tomorrow. Yeah. I'm at the Hard Rock. I know, I know the venue. I know the whole place. Everybody, uh, like uh, half of Montreal, is in town. Four, all my friends are here for Passover again because we always come down every year. So it would have been amazing if it would have been tomorrow. But uh, listen, second uh, Vegas is the second best thing. Now you don't have to worry about having a few drinks tonight, maybe a couple of glasses of wine, and then uh, not have to worry about getting up in the morning. Kiss, hug, my, my <laughs> wife, my kids. And my mom, that uh, she just uh, watches me online and she just uh, sends me messages from minute well, to minute. Well, good luck. Uh, this so seems much. to be a special place for you. Amazing. Thank you so much.
Uh, that's Eric Afriad, who won this tournament a few years ago, and uh, will try to do it again out in uh, Las Vegas on May 30th. I think uh, they're going to have three events back-to-back right over that weekend. Of course, uh, that is right when the World Series of Poker starts. It's going to be the first few days of the events out there, so that will be conflicting a little bit. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the Casino Employees Tournament, and I know a big uh, $10,000 I forget what uh, which game it is, but those are right in the very beginning. So um, that kind of splits up the the focus out there. They'll yeah, be, they'll a little be playing bit. at the Luxor, which is at the south end of the strip. Right. And uh, you know, not not really that close to the Rio, so that will add some uh, you know focus for them. So which is pretty cool. Uh, the two other players that are still alive in the event, uh, both from live in South Florida, uh, Jerry Wong, former November Niner. Uh, is the short stack with 3.225 million chips. He's originally from Brooklyn, uh, lives down here in South Florida, now in, uh, I believe, Coconut Creek, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's 37 years old, and uh, he's had a couple of decent uh, tournaments. Uh, he finished fourth in a PLO tournament uh, in uh, a couple of years ago, I guess. No, that was last year. And uh, he also finished third in uh, a $10,000 PCA main event uh, for 725000 So he has uh, had a good career, a stellar career, uh, won over $3 million as, as well, and he will be the short stack with 3.225. The other is Chad Eversledge. Uh Chad is uh, originally from Muncie, Indiana, now lives down here in South Florida. I always see him uh, running pretty deep in the tournaments at the aisle. He's 27. And has five WPT caches and finished eighth at Rolling Thunder in 2014. So, is uh, recently won at Pompano Beach uh, at the Isle Casino in a tournament, uh, $2,500 buy in. So, uh, his biggest cache was in uh, 2014. He finished 66th in the main event out there for over 100000 100, Wow, very nice. He, uh, he, f- he was the chip leader at the end of day three uh, as they went to day four, but uh, dropped off a little bit and was one of the shorter stacks. And he'll enter with 3.35 million. You can still do damage with yeah, that amount. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Still a lot of play still left to go. So we'll watch that closely when it comes at the end of May. Uh, and we'll, of course, report on, uh, we'll get a chance to report on some of that stuff between now and then as well. A couple other big things happening in the world of poker. Uh, Maurice Hawkins, who has been on the show with us many times, uh, won his 12th WSOP circuit ring. That was at uh, Harris Cherokee in a $600 buy-in tournament. And uh, he now is tied for the all-time chip lead with Valentin Vornicu with 12 career rings. I don't know which where where are you going to wear those? Maybe you know, <laughs> put, put one on the, on, on the middle toe or something. On a uh, chain, I guess. On I a guess. chain, that's it. <laughs> but uh, he is the all-time uh, circuit earnings leader with over $1.66 million, uh, in earnings over the years. Um, kind of really found his niche there. I'm sure would like to step up and win a uh, bracelet and that sort of thing as well. So we'll see what happens to him this summer. But playing very well, obviously. And that was at uh, Cherokee in North Carolina. He defeated LeVan Williams and Justin Oliver. Remember that name, Justin Oliver? That was the one against... Uh, was that the one in, uh, in, in the Baham- Highlands? Yeah. yeah. That, uh, played, I forget his name, Ga- uh, Hall, Galen Hall. 
He was yeah. the one that was playing very crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the one Maniac. that was playing very crazy, and, and Galen Hall made a hell of a uh, laydown on him, if I remember heads up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some other news out in Vegas is, well, actually, the big news, let's go to that first, and that is uh, the announcement in Pennsylvania that they are going to start online poker on July 15th. Oh, very good. They uh, finally worked everything out. Finally worked that out. Uh, they will actually start maybe taking sports bets in about three weeks. So they are just about ready to go with that. A pretty interesting uh, situation. Come and on, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're way behind, as usual. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be something that uh, I think we'll get here eventually. There's just not, you can't make it happen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. 2010, when when they took the the handcuffs off of poker here, and we only started in '97, so 13 years. Let's hope it doesn't take that long to get sports betting over here, and and hopefully internet poker. I guess there's nine different uh, nine of the 12 casinos applied for the online gambling licenses to go along with their uh, their stuff there. Um, there's some pretty interesting uh, partnerships there, including uh, Poker Stars has a deal with Mount Airy Casino, Party Poker has an arrangement with Valley Forge, and Harris uh, Philadelphia is uh, going to roll out sites for WSOP.com and one for 888 Poker. So you got those uh, casinos. You also got a Pennsylvania Live, uh, which will be opening later in the year. Uh, or actually opened at the end of, I guess, 2018. Parks, of course, Sands, uh, owned by uh, our friend Mr. Adelson. Uh, the Hollywood Casino, which is at Penn National, the race course. And also uh, Rivers Casino, which is very popular. There's one in New York, and now there's one in Philadelphia area, and Sugar House. So uh, all those casinos will be opening their online stuff. July the 15th is the opening date. I don't know how many will open on that day, but you can start looking for that. And we'll see what happens. Uh, eight operators altogether uh, are trying to launch this online poker platform. I think the two uh, involved with uh, uh, Harris Philadelphia. So eight altogether uh, different places. And there's nothing yet about whether they'll uh, commingle with uh, the states online right now, Nevada, Delaware, and New Jersey. But we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, last week on the show, I mentioned that uh, West Virginia has passed their legislation. Uh, they're a little bit behind. There was talk at one time that they might beat uh, Pennsylvania to the uh, online play, but uh, they're still quite a ways away. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you got to be concerned. Yeah, everybody, be, everybody wants to know what's, what, 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 what type of uh, slice of the pie they're going to be getting. That's yeah, it. Exactly. From the state to the casino. Well, you, you, yeah, you wonder, you wonder about all these casinos. Now, they're going to be involved, so they're going to be making money on both, but uh, their live play certainly has got to be going down. Uh, you know, they drew all these customers over the years that used to travel to uh, Atlantic City to play uh, and now have kept them in the state to play at home, but will a lot of those people just stay home and play from their uh, their their living room? Well, yes and no because each casino has their own their own uh provider, right, for the internet right. poker. And it becomes a problem because a lot of these people will come but now they may go play somewhere else. I didn't New Jersey have a few of these people go down by the wayside when they did the same thing in I'm New sure. Jersey? I'm sure. And you know, usually the biggest uh and the baddest survive and uh 
you know, I wonder if they're going to go through those same growing pains in Pennsylvania. Of course, a lot of talk about the Wire Act, uh, the re- new opinion offered by the Department of Justice, uh, which they say made all online gambling that cross state lines illegal. So it has to be within the state. So they're being very careful uh, with their identification of the players, and uh, they have instructed uh, people to really keep a close eye on that so that that doesn't cross the line. So we'll see what happens um, uh, if that o- if it's overturned. Uh, it would open the possibility for Pennsylvania to enter that compact with those other states. And the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, a very uh, staunch supporter of online poker, he p- actually penned a letter to the DOJ objecting to their reversal of the opinion on the uh, Wire Act. So We'll keep an eye on what's happening there, but July 15th, kind of like a target date to uh, finally get some of that. And then later in the year, I'm sure West Virginia will get on the line as well. And as those bricks or uh, dominoes begin to fall... Fall a little bit. The rest of the states hopefully will realize that they're losing a lot of revenue by not approving it in, the, in, the, in their respective states. Right, exactly. Uh, when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Angelica Hale. I want to do want to play that today. One of the good interviews that I've been able to do over the years. But uh, we'll hear from her. She is the uh, vice president of global uh, expansion in uh, the World Poker Tour, and we got a chance to have a really great conversation. I'm really proud of this interview. This is one of the best ones I think I've ever done. Uh, it's extensive, so we'll get to that when we get back. We'll hear from Angelica Hale on the. Uh, The status of women in poker, the status of uh, the WPT expanding all over the world, and uh, her role in that, which uh, she's been around for about 10 years, so she's been working hard for many years in the world of poker. We'll come back and hear from Angelica when we return. Ange, we call her. Uh, (laughs) She allowed me to call her that now, and I feel like I'm in the... In the in the party and uh, there you go. a good friend of hers now, very sweet person. She's from Australia, and we'll hear from her when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. 
Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like Mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is going to be our final segment because we will run the interview with uh, Angelica Hale. uh, And uh, then we'll finish things up with a short segment following that. But I do want to uh, hear from her again. This was a great interview and really gives us a good idea of what the plans are for the WPT, which continues to uh, run an outstanding tour and uh, give people a chance to see it on television. And uh, really, her her job is uh, to uh, expand poker all over the world. So we talked about some of that with her, a very interesting interview. Here's what she had to say. Here at the Seminole Hard Rock with Angelica Hale. And uh, I teased you when I walked in that, that, that if people wanted to see the breakout person of the year, it was you. because, And it's never an overnight sensation. You've been working on this uh, game for so long and, and making improvements. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the Global Poker Award for Industry Person of the Year, yeah. what it means to you. You know, Dave, I don't know if you, um, you, know, you saw the, the videos or any of the content I that did. came out of there, but when I was nominated, um, when I first found out I was celebrating my 10-year um, wedding anniversary in Hawaii, and my phone started blowing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what's happening here? And then, <laughs> you know, I got the phone call and texts and messages, and they said, you know, you've been nominated, and I was like, man, I was, I was just so stoked. Because, like, you look up at the list and, you know, it's Savage, it's Ty Stewart, you know, Carrie Cass, Rob Young, mm-hmm. and then there's Ange, and it's like, wow, you know, like, I was just so happy. And, like, you know, and I'm, uh, I, I repel technology, so I enlisted the help of my eight-year-old okay. son, and he was the one that was, like, taking, a, you know, the video and, and everything like this. And so, you know, to, to have won it, you know, I was just against the titans of our industry, it was just so overwhelming. And so, you know, the, uh, I, I thought that my speech was a little bit ungaily, was not polished and, uh, you know, but it was just, you know, it was straight from the heart because I just really, truly didn't expect it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so happy, really, really, truly. Well, so well-deserved. You've worked <laughs> so hard for a long time. And I, I was Thank talking you. with Matt, and he said, well, you know, I, I can't be mad about losing to my boss. Yeah. So, you know, so he <laughs> well, was... let's be honest. He has one <laughs> boss, and her name is Marianne. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very special moment for sure. And I think, you know, having those types of awards, uh, you know, is very important for our industry. You know, there's a lot of, you know, um, time and effort and financial um, considerations that go into that and you know every other sport has uh, a body and award season that sort of thing you know why can't our sport you know have something like that so you know really grateful to uh, you know to GPI and um, Poker Central and Poker Stars for for hosting and getting something like that up and running and, um, yeah you know just very fortunate and blessed to be one of the recipients of it so yeah 
Uh, as people look at the schedule for the WPT, you're in charge of global expansion and, yes. and global development yeah. for the game. Yeah. Obviously, we can hear your Australian accent, yeah. so you started down there. But, yes. you know, China's come on board and, yes. and, and all these countries in yeah. Eastern Europe that uh, yes. the average American probably sure. couldn't even point it out on sure. a map. But yeah. all this stuff is great, and it's yeah. just expanding rapidly. Yeah. Uh, you got to be thrilled with where it's standing right now. Obviously, you're always looking to keep going yes. up. Tell me yeah. all about that. You know, Dave, it's uh, it's 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 a blessing when you have an opportunity to spread, you know, the gospel of poker, right? Of of course, you know, this is you know the U.S. was where it all started and that sort of thing, and you know to have the opportunity to have, you know, other people from other parts of the world, you know, um, partake in the sport that we love and you know this mind sports that, uh, you know, that um, you know anyone uh, that has no matter what your bankroll is, right, has that opportunity to to partake in it. it's fantastic and. You know, really for us, uh, you know, because of, um, you know, Danny McDonough, uh, he's really, you know, um, he's part of the WPT family and he spent a lot of time in Asia Pacific. You know, Asia Pacific for us is, you know, we're breaking records in not just our own records, but countries. You know, the country record, the highest number of prize pool, the, num- the, hu- the largest number of entries, you know, in India, in Vietnam. Uh, you know, we just recently announced Taiwan. Uh, you know, so we're super excited about that. And then in the Latin America front, I don't know if you know this, but um, we teamed up with uh, TV Azteca, which is one of the okay, conglomerates right. over in um, in Mexico. And yeah, you know, they're going to be, uh, you know, we're partnering with us to, you know, also spread, um, you know, um, poker in, in the region. So. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. It's really, really amazing that you know poker is so loved by so many people around the world. And if WPT has a part in you know in spreading that, then yeah, we're uh, we're blessed to have that opportunity for sure. Well, obviously, the travel is incredible. You've seen pretty much every country <laughs> in the world probably by this point. But uh, there's also a downside to that too. Sure. It's got to be a grind, you know. And sure. and you know things sometimes just don't go right when you're traveling. But sure, sure. so you've dealt with all of that, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> The thing that I found interesting this week, just thinking about it, was a uh, terrible tragedy in France yes. yesterday. And yeah. uh, you, I'm sure you've been to the, the Cathedral of Notre I Dame have, many times. And, and uh, the average American person probably seeing it for the first time, a lot of them. It's sure. pretty crazy. But, sure. um, you know, a really fulfilled life, i got to think, for you uh, yeah. being to go all over the world. It's, uh, you know, it's one of the blessings for sure, you know, very grateful to have had the opportunity to travel around the world, you know, been doing this for, you know, a good couple of decades, not to, you know, um, and... Uh, not, not to date yourself. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I have no problem with dating myself, you know, dating myself, yes, you heard that right, a couple of decades, uh, okay. you heard that one, but uh, yeah, you know, it's... Um, it's it's a real blessing to have um, you know to see many parts of the world and I think you know if there's one thing uh, you know that can be taken away from that is that we are more similar than we are different no matter where you are in the world so that's uh, you know I, I I like to always think about that. Big part of our show over the year is really kind of exploring the, uh, the increase of women in poker. Sure. Uh, the last <laughs> frontier of the game I've always yeah. called it on the show and I yes. constantly. Uh, you know, cajole people when they pick on women at the table because a lot sure. of the men's behavior has, has kind of held women down a little sure. bit. Uh, but they are picking up in this game. We see Maria Ho right over here yeah. at the final table. Yeah. Really hoping she makes the final table uh, yes. out in Vegas. But uh, yeah. um, 
as far as the numbers for the World Series main event, and you're mm -hmm. not directly uh, involved with that, I guess, for the most part, but three, four percent seems yeah. like every year. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's a ten thousand dollar tournament, so that has something to do with it. Sure. But, um, sure. but you've done a lot over the last two years yeah. to try to improve things. The Women's Poker Summit, sure. uh, the brunch yeah. at the Borgata, yes. a brunch here in this series. Yes, so tell did. us a little yeah. bit about that and what the yeah. future holds yeah. for you uh, to continue to encourage women to play. Sure. So really for, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I will always be grateful to Valerie Cross, right? Mm -hmm. She, to me, was the real catalyst for how internally, you know, for the WPT family, how the wheel started really, um, you know, moving forward. So it was during the Tournament of Champions Media Summit uh, last year. Uh, you know, we, we had our um, poker media there and a media summit was held. And she just asked me, you know, 13 words, right? She looked at me and she goes, Ange, what are you doing to include more women in World Poker Tour events? And you know, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. Yeah. Like, it was such a profound moment. So she, I, she was a, I know it was an innocent question, and, but I just felt like this gamut of emotions, thinking, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And that started the, the wheels turning, and so that was um, late May, early June, and the next several months was spent internally going, guys, what are we doing? You know, let's do this, let's do that. And, you know, we spent a good couple of months, um, you know, having through, uh, you know, a lot of interesting conversations. And then finally we said, you know what? We can talk till the cows come home, but we need to speak to these people. We need to speak to the women and the men of, of the community and see, well, what can we do? Thus, the, the, the uh, Women in Poker Summit was um, uh, held over at the Bicycle Casino in August. And really, you know, from then onwards, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's such um, uh, a wonderful thing when we have the casino partner support because WPT can't do this, right? It's, a, it's an issue that our industry has, but this one organization can't move the needle. So it's very, very satisfying to see that we've had global casino partner support this. More importantly, the poker community, you know, got really behind it. You know, men and women started coming out and saying, yep, we're, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, help out and, and, and be part of this. And so, yeah, to, to what you were saying, you know, we've had um, uh, a, lunch, uh, a ladies' lunch and learn, a brunch session over at Bogata, um over in January. And then Commerce also hosted a Learn WPT Summit in conjunction with the World, uh, Women's Poker Association. And then, uh, you know, we followed it up with, um, you know, some here just with recently Tony, last Tony week with Tony Dunst and, and Learn WPT. There. Yeah, fantastic response. And then so now, you know, Dave, what you'll find is that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more of these types of initiatives. So whether there, there isn't going to be a one solution to this problem. It's a very complicated, um, you know, issue. And so you need to have multiple pronged approach. So one of the things, uh, you know, that we like to think of is it's, it's a matter of acquisition and retention. Acquire the women, get them into the poker ecosystem. Once they're in the poker ecosystem, well, how do we retain them, right? But the way you retain someone like Maria Ho is totally different to someone, how you retain someone like me, who is a recreational player, right. loves the game, has, uh, you know, the, you know, maybe the bankroll, you know, to, to, to play and some, but I don't have the time, yeah. right? Versus someone who is like my girlfriends, who is like, like me as well, but they, you know, they also don't have the time or they don't have as much knowledge as I do. So we need to have different approaches to target 
these different types of women into our uh, ecosystem. So, you know, um, what you'll find is there will be a lot more of those types of initiatives. There's going to be a lot more ladies' events um, and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, together with the community's help and our global casino partners, I, I think we're going to move that needle, you know, because you're right. It's, what is it, 4 or 5% you're talking about? Like 4%, but, really. Yeah, yeah, 4%. But on online, Dave, yeah. it's 20% uh, yeah, of our Club WP, 22-22% of our Club WPT subscribers are women. 25% of the people who watch our show are women. So you don't tell me that there isn't that appetite for this knowledge and for, for, you know, for this game because there definitely is. So obviously they're playing poker, but to get them to the live room, to live tournaments, yes. and, you know, hey, it can be very expensive. Sure. Uh, you know, people know that women are often, have our mothers have families, sure. and, you know, are a little more responsible with their cash, <laughs> so they may not want to feel like they want to throw away. Yeah, bullet. exactly, throw away that $3,500 or whatever. Um, but it's, it's a long process, yeah. and I think it continues to move forward. Yeah, I mean, th and that's all we can have, you know, that's all we can ask for, you know. A lot of, you know, there might be some people there that's a little bit frustrated because of the pace, you know, we're not, well, you know, why is it now up to 10%? Well, you know, we have, th this will take some time, you know, and it has to be sustainable. You know, you can dump a ton of money into something, but is it sustainable? How long is it going to last? You're better off doing something organic, you know, something that is already part of the way you normally run your business. And so, you know, it's, it's automatic. It's already part of your DNA, right? You don't have to think too much because, for example, right, one of the things that we're doing is highlighting more women into, into WPT events. Well, what does that mean? Okay, well, um, you'll find that, um, uh, you know, one of the things is that we will highlight them more in our live updates. We'll do feature articles on them. You'll see them more on the chip counts, okay? If I am doing uh, an interview, for example, with our, you know, our talent and our videographers, we might seek out, you know, some more women, so just to, you know, just to uh, project the image that it's okay, you know, I too can be like that, you know, I, I can be a Maria Ho, and, and if I can be a Maria Ho, maybe I'll just be like, you know, just the, the cash game grinder, and, you know, that's totally, you know, perfectly acceptable as well, so we need a lot more, uh, you know, role models and um, people who you, you can kind of relate to, so that it's not so scary. Yeah. You know? Well, it's always important to uh, to collect the trophies. Uh, Lisa Teabaggy won in this event. Yes, uh, I did. I was, yeah, yeah. I was very happy and, to and see that. And it doesn't hurt to have a woman win the Industry Person of the Year <laughs> Award. Uh, it does well. not hurt. No, it, it does not hurt. But, uh, you know, really, you know, you win. In a, a, they were teasing me here, like, oh, you know, Ange, it's good. Where is the trophy? Is it all polished at your home and your shop? I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's in the office. It's, yeah. you know, it's amongst the... Um, um, it is an award. I might be the recipient of it, but I am just the face of that award. The, the work that went behind it, it's so many people, you know, and, uh, you know, you win an award like that. You don't win that because you're Ange or you're Dave. It's because you have a ton of people who support you and make it happen and you happen to be the one to get that credit at that moment in time but you did not do that by yourself you did that with the help of so many people you know and uh that's why it was important that uh you know the trophy is there to remind everybody that we won this yeah. and she didn't win this exactly we won this last thing uh seminal hard rock obviously one of the leaders in this business yeah. uh, you're a person that maybe 
maybe came last <laughs> week from Amsterdam or Johannesburg. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, certainly this place stacks up with anybody yeah. in the world. And tell us, tell me a little oh, about your thoughts. Dave, you know, um, Seminole, we're, ho- we're going to have our 10-year anniversary mm. with them next year. Next year. 10 years. Right. Can you believe that? And, uh, you know, they, they hold a special place, um, you know, not only because of the brand and, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the prize pools generated and all these sort of stuff. But, you know, they, talking about prize pools, they hold, out of the top five, they hold four now. And so, you know, it's a very special place and, um, you know, uh, can't wait for the unveiling of the, the, the new hotel and all the, you know, super cool first class amenities that's going to be coming forward um, this year. I, I heard it's going to be November yeah. of this year. Oh, and so, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think we've got, we, we're already cooking up a couple of um, <laughs> great things for next year for our anniversary. That's one of the things that we're meeting with them about. So uh, watch this space. Uh, It's going to be pretty cool. Well, congratulations to you for the award, uh, uh, for all your hard work over the years. Thank you, Dave. And finally getting recognized for it is fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. That is Angelica Hale. A lot of fun and uh, glad to count her uh, among a friend uh, in the business. And uh, I'm sure we'll uh, speak again soon uh, when the next tournament comes around. Of course, the WPT, as she mentioned there, is not, or she mentioned to me, maybe off the air, that uh, they're not tied in with that SHRPO, the Poker Open, which is in August. So won't be back for that. But uh, she did uh, kind of give me a little tease that uh, Tampa is, they have some plans, big plans for Tampa down the road. So uh, I'm sure that will come out at some point uh, pretty soon. So um, WPT, WSOP is just around the corner. Uh, a lot of word coming out about uh, you know some of the stats and everything that people are looking at going into the World Series of Poker this year. Of course, the uh, all-time leader in bracelets with 15 is Phil Hellmuth. Uh, do you know who's second? Second. Well, we know that Doyle and uh, and uh, Johnny Chan were tied. Like they, remember, there was like a three-way tie for a while. So I, I don't think anybody has passed them. So I would have to say one of those two. Correct. And Phil Ivey. <laughs> Oh, Ivy's gotten up there, too. Tied Three of them, them ten have or ten. Ten. Yes. ten. There you go. That is correct. I wasn't sure if they got to 11. I knew they had ten. So Let me see. Uh, I want to check that out. Uh, a lot of talk about uh, one thing I want to touch on real briefly here as we finish the show. is that a lot of talk about the Rio, uh, you know, not being uh, around much longer. That this will probably be the last year. Uh, Caesars is up for sale. Uh, the weird thing is that they have like uh, 5.6 billion in assets and then 18 18 billion in debt. So pretty crazy. That's By the a way, lot of, that's a lot of debt. That is a lot of debt. Um, yeah, the three with ten: Ivy, Chan, and Brunson. Nine for Johnny Moss, uh, the old timer, and then eight for Eric Seidel, and then with seven, uh, Men the Master and Billy Baxter. So a few other people will be trying to extend their. Uh, Totals like Daniel Negreanu, who has six, and Scotty Wynn with five. Uh, John Hennigan, who had a great tournament last summer, also has five. So, uh, But I did want to mention about the uh, the Rio. We'll be keeping an eye on what happens there because Caesars uh, installed a new CEO. Uh, his name is uh, Anthony Rodillo, and he was uh, put in place. Uh, he has a reputation as a union buster. 
But uh, he <laughs> that is, ain't gonna go over real well <laughs> over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. He's replacing uh, Mark Frisora, and uh, currently uh, was with Affinity Gaming, but uh, they are expected to announce that move early this week. And that was under the wishes of Carl Icahn, the billionaire investor who owns 18% of Caesars, and might be part of the deal to buy it along with uh, one, of the, one of the Fertitta brothers. Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Golden Nugget, and also the El Dorado Resorts, which now owns the Isle Casino down here, will so probably be involved as well. I guess when they do something like that, Big Dave, they're just taking over the debt. Nobody else is coming out with any money out of there when you have 5.6 in asset and $18 billion in debt. Yeah, I guess so. Nobody's, nobody's walking away with a golden parachute there, I would imagine. Tillman Fertitta, by the way, is the owner of the Houston Rockets in the NBA. And uh, I'm not sure if he is the exact one involved with the uh, UFC. But uh, that could happen this week. And, and the talk is that uh, if they do complete this sale, that the, uh, the reel will be demolished. And there's some talk of a baseball stadium out there and some other uh, athletic stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it, do you think the players will miss that when it's gone? Well, <laughs> you've been story. out there, so you were there I at love the Rio. So you I, love, I love the Rio. Everyone tells me they have a great time there. The rooms are great because they're all suites. Uh, I haven't heard too many negatives about the actual, you know, establishment, the casino itself. Uh, you know, and the complaints that have been by the, the running of it has gotten a little less and less every year. So, I don't know. I guess the people will miss it. I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't think people really miss Binion's, even though it had the name, the, you know, the iconic figure of Binion's, but... It wasn't as it kept expanding. It obviously couldn't be held there anymore. Right. It didn't have it didn't have the facility to 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 hold thousands of people. It just depends. Have they mentioned anything as to where it might move to? Uh, possibly. Uh, you can't be losing this. This Caesar's is, Palace, possibly, if they hang on to the, uh, you know, whether they will be involved in that or not. I don't know. There's uh, there's been a lot of speculation. Uh, the funny joke I heard of that was uh, local player uh, Matt Waxman. Said uh, he said the tournament is definitely at the Rio this year, but they're waiting for all of till all of us are inside before they start the <laughs> demolition. <laughs> before they imploded, huh? Yeah, exactly. So uh, this should be the end of it this year. I think it's it's pretty sure. Uh, you know, uh, the the other funny line that uh, one guy mentioned was, uh, "Hey, if they're uh, 18 million in debt, all they got to do is uh, bump up the resort fees and may- <laughs> maybe charge a little more for breathing on minibar items." <laughs> Yeah, uh, the players are always uh, have their little bitch and moaning period, but uh, they have uh, hosted this uh, since 2005, and we'll see what happens. So uh, yeah, right, right after the explosion. Yeah, I, you know, I would say moneymaker. A few years after, they're saying that the sale could go through in the next two three weeks, which would mean that maybe it's sold before the the Rio. I mean, obviously contracts are in place and everything will be yeah, moving no, they're, forward. They're Nothing just, would happen to that. There's too much Not this to year, go anyway. into this year. You know, t- the planning. There's no way you can change that this late this late in the game. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. We appreciate you being with us tonight. Our thanks to our guests uh, via recording, Maria Ho, Eric Afriat, and Ange Hale uh, for joining us. Uh, I also interviewed Matt Savage, but we're going to save that for next week or possibly the week after. Kind of a general outlook on uh, the future of poker and what's happening, as he always has his finger on the pulse of poker for sure. Yep. That's going to do it. We'll uh, catch you next week. Another edition of the show. Gio, thank you as usual for all the work. 
And, uh, Joe, thank you for driving all the way up here again one my, more week. It's been my pleasure for nine years and change. Absolutely. So. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.